Welcome to the Debrief Podcast with Matt Brown, the podcast where pastor and author Matt Brown debriefs your questions about Christianity and current issues shaping our culture. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Debrief Podcast. My name is Donna. This is Pastor Matt. Yes. How are you? you? I'm good, and you're having a birthday. Yes. What are you, 25? No. I'm turning 40. 40. Which feels like I should have been 40 a long time ago, mm-hmm. but it also feels like it came kind of fast. So it's yeah. a weird. It makes me a little bitter towards you because you look so good. <laughs> it's, it just, it's like, the black dog crap. Yeah, I know. But I'm kind of caramel. So I actually think it's all of the mm. the creams that I shellac on my face mm. every night. Yeah. Well, you look great. Your husband did good. He you. married up. He did, didn't he? <laughs> You're Donna, my You're humble welcome, co-host. Devon. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's fantastic. He's, we married, I was really young. Mm. I was 21. I love your husband too. He's great. I know. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you so very your, much. So your birthday is the winter equinox. Yeah, it's the shortest day of the year. I have the shortest mm. birthday. So I try to celebrate like all week long or something mm-hmm. because, but it, you know, as a kid, it was always weird because I definitely got the birthday Christmas presents. So yeah. mm. my husband, he does a really good job of making sure that he separates my birthday. Yeah. So from I have Christmas. to do that because uh, Tammy's birthday is March 2nd or no, March 3rd and our wedding is March 2nd. Oh, wow. so I just got it backwards. So it's always like, and the reason we did that, we got married on spring break because she wanted fun. to get married. She couldn't live without me. <laughs> you married up too. Thank you. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> yeah. It's um, birthday Christmas, but all my kids have birthdays. So we did November 10th, November 25th, December 12th, and then mine's the 21st. Yeah. So. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. And hopefully you can celebrate and embrace 40. I think I will. As I did so many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It feels good. I feel good. Yeah. I feel settled. I feel content. That's Remember good. you shared that scripture a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Godliness with contentment mm-hmm. is great wealth or yes. great gain. Yeah. And I do feel. It's a good word, man. Content. So. Amen. Yeah. All right. Let's get into these questions. I'm excited. So we are still in our, our generous like Jesus campaign, which mm-hmm. has been fantastic. And everybody's been responding. Thank you for responding. If you haven't responded, pray about responding to this, giving to what God is doing here at Sandals. Yeah. I love, I think you put out a video this week or some of week, I don't remember, but about how our church is just growing like that. It is revival. Mm-hmm. Our church keeps growing and growing. And so it's an, an incredible place to sow into and see yeah. God's work continue. And I just want to say specifically, thank you to everybody who, who keeps coming. So whenever you talk about money, right, it's a controversial issue. And sure. so our online attendance dropped 10,000 oh. and our in-person attendance has dropped a thousand. Oh, friends. When we talk about money. <laughs> wow. And so, you know, those people will come back. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just whenever, um, you know, God, challenges us mm. on an area. And I, I realize everybody's on a different journey. Sure. And so, I mean, this is just something to embrace, but here's the good news. Our giving has gone way up. Yeah. So attendance awesome. has gone, taken a dip, but giving has gone up. So thank you everybody. Who, yeah, and I awesome. get it. Money's tight. Times are tough. Um, so thank you for everybody's faithfulness. Awesome. All right. So this is Larry from Grand Terrace. Hey, Larry. And says, is donating to the other options that's in quotes, associated with tithing on the app, still consider tithing to God. So I'm assuming on our Yeah, so Larry, thank you for from Grand Terrace. And I want our whole church praying for Grand Terrace because really that's the primary community for Mm -hmm. Hunter Park Campus. And we need to do a better job at reaching people Mm -hmm. in Grand Terrace. It's a a hugely unreached community, uh, specifically Grand Terrace High School. And that's just been a big Mm -hmm. part of kind of my commission to our new campus pastor, uh, David Sean. 
just to really reach that community because we need to do a better job uh, reaching that community. So Larry, I'm glad that you are attending our church and you're from that area and we're praying for your community, your house and your life. So I had to actually go and download the app because I don't give on the app. Tammy and I give on automatic bill pay. Mm -hmm. So I had to go and and re-download the thing. I guess I have the app, but I had to re-up the ability to give to see what he is saying. And so I looked at all of that. And and what I would say, Larry, is, uh, you know, Tammy and I, we we give 10% to the general fund. That's just what we do. Uh, That's what tithing means. And then from time to time, so the last time I gave over and above was to the Ukraine thing. Mm -hmm. So that was the last time I gave to a special offering. But Larry, I would just say this, and we're going to talk about this. I think there's another question on tithing. Yeah. I would just say, just talk to God and say, God, where do you want me to give and how do you want me to give? Uh, Because all of those things on our app matter. Yeah. And if people don't give to the the specialty categories, then I have to pull that money out of the general budget. But here's the thing. If everybody gives to the specialty categories, I don't have money to pay for a bill. So like there's not a special specialty category for like, Hey, Palm Avenue's main water line went out. Mm -hmm. Where does that money come from? It comes from the general, general fund. I was at Menifee, um, campus a couple of weeks ago and, um, you know, I was just telling them, Hey guys, we paid cash for this building out of the general fund. So, you know, and that was over a million dollars that we bought that facility. It needs a lot of work. It actually used to be a Christian science reading room. Isn't that weird? Glad we took it over. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah, it has a drive through where you drive up, you know, to get your reading. And I don't understand a lot about that religion, Hmm. but um, it's really because their founder said, if you practice this, you don't die. And then she died. Oh gosh. Yeah. So (laughs) that kind of (laughs) has had a negative impact on their their uh, growth. <laughs> so, so anyways, we, we bought that out in Menifee and, and it's a great campus, but it needs a lot of work because it's just dilapidated and mm-hmm. the sun in California likes to punish facilities. Mm-hmm. So, so Larry, what I would just say is pray about it and, and ask where God, you know, asks you to give, but you know, I, I'm just grateful for anybody who's anywhere close to 10%. I'm like, Oh my God, thank you so much. Literally for you, Lord, thank you for these, these people that are blessings because the average American that calls themselves a Christian and attends church gives about 2%. So 2% is a long way from 10%. Yeah. And so anybody that's around 10%. So I would just say, Larry is I would strongly encourage you to give to the general fund, but if the Lord is prompting you mm-hmm. to give specifically to one of those things. And I think on the down bar, I found four other categories that you can give to right now. You know, we will gladly receive it all. And we're so grateful for that. So here's the challenge of specific funding. You know, like I was asking about uh, the Hill, yeah. like what's going on with the Hill, because right. we're kind of stuck. We're waiting on a grant to come mm-hmm. in. And I was like, well, what happened to all that money that we raised for the Hill? Well, it's still in a category and the right. church cannot spend that money legally. Some churches do. It's illegal. Right. Sandals Church, we're, we don't do that. So if it goes into a category, we only spend that money That's for right. the category. So let's just put this in perspective. Let's say for whatever reason, we had that money for the Hill sitting in there and the church was going bankrupt. Legally, the church cannot dip into mm-hmm. the Hill fund to pay the church's bills. Mm -hmm. Now, some churches do it and Catholic churches have gotten into a lot of trouble recently because they've been uh, a little loose with (laughs) the categories, but at our church, you know, and and that's not to, that's not all Catholic churches, but some specific charities in in LA got in some real trouble for this. And a lot of Christians churches get in trouble for this, but at our church, when it goes into a category, it sits there. And so that's the challenge of specific funds versus general fund is we don't, have the freedom to spend it where we need to. Mm -hmm. So, but Larry, I would just say when you're giving 
to anything on that bar, it's all going to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So all of that money is what God is doing through Samuel's church. And ultimately, even if it's like the 300 grand, um, you know, that we, that we gave, um, for the earthquake. And, um, I actually got the nastiest. Did you read that text message from one of your old friends that you went to elementary school telling me to F off? What? Yeah. It was one of our ex worship leaders I actually was on what? a mission trip with this person and left a comment and, she was just very upset that, you know, we're raising money for the generous like Jesus and really just condemning the fact that we're saying nothing about what's happening in Israel. I'm like, okay, we've said a lot of things, yeah, absolutely. you know, but it, it's, it's just so interesting. This is one mm. of the things about wokeness is, you know, this person is condemning Samuel's church, literally said F you F your church. And I mean, she said it and I knew this girl, like loved this wow. girl. I've prayed with this girl, been led in worship by this girl. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. And, and here's the thing is, this girl has bills she has to pay. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so, so does the church. Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing is, just because we're raising money for one thing doesn't mean we're not doing... Right, neglecting th- something yeah. else. Yeah. And so, you know, as Sandals Church is trying to raise this extra $2 million, people need to know we gave $300,000 right. to a Muslim country to help with earthquake victims. Right. We gave, you know thousands, I think it was $250,000 to Ukraine Mm -hmm. to help specifically with food and aid. And when it's safe and we're allowed to help out Gazans, we will. Mm -hmm. That's what we do as a church. And so it's simply because we're not blowing a horn right now Mm -hmm. saying, hey guys, this is what we're doing. It doesn't mean that we're not doing that. And so that comment, you know, stung a bit last night. I was like, ah, so I, you know, but I love her praying for her and hope that she comes back around to the Lord because she was a really gifted worship leader at our church. But that was painful. But that's the thing about being a public figure is you are going to be scrutinized for every yeah. dollar and every dime that you spend. Mm. And at Sandals Church, we we work really hard to, you know, work with charities. I was talking with this homeless agency and they're like, you know, Sandals doesn't give to homelessness. And I said, you know, that brand new kitchen you guys cook in every week? I said, Sandals paid for that whole thing. Mm. And no one on the staff knew wow. that Sandals paid it was forty five thousand dollars for their kitchen wow i was offended i was like <laughs> yeah you're gonna have been ch- offended you're too. gonna challenge me how was your dinner last night <laughs> right, because exactly. the people of sandals church paid for that mm. and um you know sandals church the kind of the way we operate is we like to accumulate our benevolence money and then really help out in situations where we can and so we we're not broke like a lot of churches are because they're constantly low funding a lot of organizations we like to make a big impact um for specific needs in that and that's just kind of how do we operate but you know there's always going to be a level of criticism but we're constantly giving to things and i we we want to do a better job actually i don't know if you know this mike that's in um you know, he's, you can't see him, but he's sitting here, but, (laughs) but I went out and filmed this week at our uh, missionary housing because we're building right now a fourplex Mm -hmm. for our missionaries. And, um, we don't call them missionaries. We call them goers at Sandals church, but I, no one knows what a goer is. So these are missionaries. And when they come back, it's a studio apartment, one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, four bedroom. And every, every bedroom has its own kitchen Mm. because families are different sizes when they come back. And this is a, three, $400,000 project. Mm-hmm. And we've not told the church that we're doing this, mm-hmm. but this is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it was so cute. I actually got to go in there and there was a family that was staying. We asked them, hey, can you step out so I can film? But there were like little chocolates and mm-hmm. little drinks welcoming them as they've come back from the field. And I just love that about that's our awesome. church. And then I bumped over to the laundry facility that's done at the Hill. Mm-hmm. And have you guys seen it? It's fantastic. It's so amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh. And so, you know, Sandals Church has a laundry facility that's free for impoverished kids yeah. in San Bernardino who don't have their own washers and dryers. Yeah. And all they have to do is sign up. They come in, the washers are there, the laundry it's detergent so is there, nice. the directions are there. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a great thing. And you guys, it's first class. So you'll be seeing that video come out and maybe it, it will come out by the time this show launches. But those are the things that Sandals are doing. What we're not doing, I don't think, is a great job of saying, hey guys, here's what we're doing. Yeah. But there's a tension there because Jesus says, when you give, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is right. doing. But at the same time, I want our people to know that, hey, Sandals Church isn't doesn't just have like a pot of gold in the back where they're storing up all this money. You know, the Sandals is not a bank. Yeah. You know, we are a missions giving organization and we give to the mission that we have at all 14 of our campuses. And everyone needs to know this. Every campus is a mission. And if Absolutely. you don't believe that, you don't live in California. Mm-hmm. Every campus is a mission. And if, you know, for those of you who listen from other states, help us out because we are we're getting socked, man. It is <laughs> tough in California mm-hmm. and it's not getting better. So, but I don't feel called to flee. I feel called to stay. And I feel like, yeah. I feel like the Lord has called me to the front lines. And, you know, so many people have so many questions about, well, why didn't Paul say this? And why didn't Paul say that in the New Testament? It's because he's writing from the front lines. Yeah. It's not like he's at a library doing right. a sabbatical at Oxford. <laughs> right. He's in prison, being beaten, mm-hmm. being chased, you know, he's shipwrecked, he's starving. And so I want to live my life on the front lines. And I, I only have one life to live and I want to serve the Lord in the front lines. And California is the front lines for America. Yeah. And so there are many wonderful states to live in that are still Christian culture where the church is still the center of the community. And that is not California. No. And so you know, pray for us and, and thank you for everybody who supports. So yeah. but that was a long answer, That was Larry. good. I mean, I think those of us that are, involved and are active and are, you know, active in this community, I don't think, at least for me, I have never questioned or thought, maybe because I've been in church a little bit longer, like, is there some pot of gold where Sandals is just sitting on some hill of money and all we do is, you know, ask for money? I've never felt that way. And maybe because I'm invested here. So if there is a pot of gold, it's my gold too, because I, (laughs) you know, I put money in. This is not always true. Not always true. Yeah. This is not always true. But usually... It's true. The people who are the most tri- critical of how the church spends their money right. are the people that give the least. Yeah, or are not involved or yeah. don't really, because it costs money to mm-hmm. make, I mean, souls are costly, yeah. right? I mean, in every way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't know. I, I think I understand the criticism. People have an opinion. You know, Sandals is a big church and you can think, well, look at them. You know, what are they doing? But when you're here and you're in it and you see and you're a part of it and you watch people's lives being changed, mm-hmm. there's very little in, at least in, has been in my opinion. Yeah. And you're question. pretty close. I mean, you see where we're, we're spending yeah. the money and you yeah. see how we spend it. Um, and it's the same for Joyco. Like if yeah. somebody gives to one of our missionaries, I can't go and pay my salary with that. Yeah. Or if somebody gives to, it's the same thing. We yeah. can't cross dip, you know, yeah. the money. Right. Yeah. Well, it's because you're ethical. 
Yes, praise God. <laughs> so thank you, Larry, and uh, I'll be praying for you. And that, that was, was awesome. a great question. It was great. Okay, another one. This is Sam from YouTube. It says, thank you, PMB, Donna. Hey, thanks. And team, I have a question regarding the idea of a Gideon fleece. Mm. How do we draw the line between asking God for a sign and putting the Lord to the test? I have some big decisions coming up, and I've been praying, reading my Bible, and asking mature believers for advice. But I'm not sure how or if it's appropriate to ask for a sign. Yeah, so let me just let the audience know who Gideon is. Gideon's a judge in the book of Judges, and he is kind of known for his lack of faith. Mm. He's kind of a... He just, he just struggles with fear mm. and doesn't want to answer the Lord's call in his life. But ultimately the Lord, you know, calls him to, to lead an army and set the people of God free. And he's like, okay, if this is really the truth, I'm going to put a fleece out. So like, think of a sheep fur. Mm-hmm. So he's going to fur wool, <laughs> you know, he's going to put the wool out. And so he says, you know, if, if this is really what you want me to do, I want you to put the dew on the top or mm-hmm. on the bottom. I can't remember. It's the opposite of where it would normally right. go. So I think it would be on the top and not right. on the bottom. And then it happens. Right. And so then the next day he goes, okay, just to confirm, let's do right. the opposite. And, um, and, and so it's confirmed that, okay, this is, this is what you need to do. And so it's when, when Christians say, I'm going to put out a fleece, that's what they mean. I'm, I'm going to do what getting is saying. And I think it's an okay thing to do when you're really, really struggling. Now we don't put out fleeces when it's between good and evil, right? Like we don't, we, God's already <laughs> spoken. And, and for everyone who's looking for a fresh word from God, God, I don't think God's going to give you a fresh word when you haven't been obedient to his written word. Mm. So you got to park there and say, okay, what has the Lord already said about this? And so Gideon's just trying to figure out, okay, God, is this really what you're wanting me to do? And what he was being asked to do is take a bunch of farmers and fight an army that was way more powerful than him. And ultimately, right, the Lord whittled that army down. And it's a scary, scary thing to continue to be faithful as you have less and less and less. And mm-hmm. and there have been many moments in my life um, where I've experienced this. I actually utilized this idea of a Gideon fleece about two years ago. I was really praying about a decision and I just said, okay, Lord. And I wrote out three things because I don't trust my spirit. I just don't. When I, when I'm, when I feel like, I feel like most Christians think God's will is their will. And Mm. I don't ever want to confuse my will with God's will. And so this was something I really wanted. And I said, okay, God, I want you to check my spirit. So I'm going to put this out there. And, um, if this is true, this is a major world leader. This is, I'm not bragging. This is just what I, if you want me to interact with this person, I want them to call me personally on the phone. Mm. And so just so you know, major leaders in the world have people who call your people who connect and and like nobody calls each other. But I said, Lord, I want you to have them call me personally. Mm. And then I wrote two other things. Two days later, I was on date night with Tammy. The phone rang and it was him. Wow. Hey, Matt. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you busy? And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if I said this guy's name, everyone, I don't want to say it. But, but anyways, we ended up working together and it was a great experience. But I just was like in my prayer time, I was like, Lord, is this what you want me to do? I'm not sure if I should partner with this person. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I should connect with this person. And the reason was, was because he was so famous. I knew that, well, this could probably be me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to... And so I didn't take selfies with him. I didn't, sure. I, you know, I didn't share with anyone that I was connected with this, you know, A-list celebrity, but he called me on the phone and said, Hey, I'd like to talk to you about the, the thing that I thought the Lord put on my heart for us to interact with and work on together. And so I did the Gideon fleece. Mm. I just said, God, I want him to call me. I'm not going to pursue this. 
And he did two days later, 48 wow. hours later after I wrote it down. And that was pretty profound. Mm-hmm. And on date night, I told Tammy, I was like, you're not going to believe <laughs> who I was just on the phone with. And uh, she was like, did you call him? I was like, no, I didn't call him. The fleece was, he right. had to call me. Yeah. And he did. Um, and he never called before and he hasn't called since. So it was a pretty powerful thing. So I think it's okay, but you got to be careful because the Bible says, don't test the Lord, except everyone who's listening to the issue of money. In Malachi, God says, test me in this when it comes to tithing and see that I will not open the doors of heaven and pour out a blessing mm-hmm. on you. So that's that's in Malachi. But I think it's okay to constantly ask God, okay, I want to check my will, my desire. You know, it's like all the guys, you know, of course you think it's God's will for you to marry the pretty girl. Of course it is. Mm. But that may not be. Sure. That may not be the girl for you. And so I think it's a good way to check yourself, not to check God, but to check yourself and say, okay, Lord, are you really in this? In the instance of Gideon, he was just afraid. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Awesome. Yeah. Thank great you. Great question. Absolutely. Okay. Joanna from Calamesa. Hey guys, my question is about tithing. Mm. I've been consistently tithing to my home church for a couple of years now. The consistency is a positive change, but we are not still tithing the full 10%. We are giving it an amount that we feel comfortable with considering our financial situation. My question is, should I take the leap of faith and give the 10% even if I know that means we won't have enough for our bills or Mm. other responsibilities? Also, Sandals is not my home church, so I have not been tithing here, but I do listen online frequently and I feel like I get so much out of the content. Should I be splitting my tithe between two churches? So two questions there. Yeah, so let me me just tackle this. And so for everyone who thinks I'm about money, I want you to listen to my answer. I don't think you should split your tithe. Mm -hmm. I think you give your tithe to the place where you call church home. Yeah. So I'm grateful that you listen and you appreciate this content. What I think you should do is when you're able with your permissions, with your husband's permission or agreement or however you work out your finances, you should give an offering and just bless us. But I don't think you should tithe to us. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you, you don't rob Peter to pay Paul. Mm -hmm. And that's just a Christian way of saying you don't take from someone else to give to something else. And so, um, so I would just say what you need to do is, you know, maybe once a year, you specifically, I mean, obviously she listens to the debrief, you know, give because she listened to the debrief or if you watch online, if there's a message that blesses you, like when Tammy and I were in Ireland, so we gave to the ARC conference in Ireland. And then I spoke at a church uh, called Grace Church in um cork and they're they're so sweet they wanted to pay me an honorarium and i'm like no but tammy and i we wrote a check Mm -hmm. to their to their church Mm -hmm. so we gave to their church and we said no to the uh, honorarium because i know what it was like in the early years of sandals and it was so awful like i remember one time specifically the first week that i became i quit my teaching job and became full-time at sandals church the offering was ten dollars oh my gosh and i threw up I bet. I was like, what? I had two girls, two mm. kids. Um, my son was not born yet. My wife was a stay-at-home mom. And it w- it was a $10 bill. So I don't know if somebody made change, but that, that's <laughs> all that it was. And I remember when I turned it into the accountant, he said, is this? He, I was like, yeah, that was it. Oh, my gosh. And I was so messed up in my head. And so I remember what it was like. And, you know, Sandals pays me and Tammy and I are taken care of. And I... I didn't want to, I wanted to be able, just like I challenge people in the church to serve, the way that God's equipped me is through speaking. And Mm -hmm. so if I go there and I get paid to speak, then I'm being paid. But if I do it for free, I'm serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do that. And then I wanted 
to bless them. And Tammy encouraged me. She was like, we're going to give here, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. absolutely. We're going to give to this beautiful church in Cork, um, Ireland. And it's, it's Grace Church. And their vision is being real. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. This is yeah. my, my Irish brothers from another mother. <laughs> and um, it was just so cool to do that. And so I would just say, give when you can. And, and I just would be really careful. A lot of Christians, it's so important when we speak about things with the Lord that we're speaking accurately. Mm. If you're not giving 10%, you're not tithing. Right. So don't use that language. Use the language, we hope to tithe one day. Right now we're giving. A tithe is 10%. That's mm-hmm. what it means. So don't call it a tithe if it's not a tithe. So just, you know, whether you tithe or not is up to you. But don't tell people you right. tithe if that's it. It's so important. Um, you know, Jesus says the truth will set you free. The devil lies. He's the father of lies. Never give inauthenticity or untruth just a hold in your life, even over little things. And that doesn't sound like a big deal, but just don't say it. Say, you know, I'd love to be in a position to tithe right now. Right now we're giving Mm -hmm. and we're giving X or we're giving this percentage, but tithing means 10%. Mm -hmm. So, so don't use that language unless that's the language you're using. So, so what I would just say is, you know, I would not tithe yet if you can't pay your bills. And I would just go before the Lord, Mm -hmm. go back to other things, say, here's our fleece. We're giving 4%, Lord, we want you to increase this. Mm-hmm. How can we do this? But you need to you know, you need to look at your bills. I was talking with um, one of our pastors at church, and I got his permission. His wife taped his coffee bill right. um, to their door, and he told me it was more than their car payment for the month. So I think this is where we have to be careful. Well, help me pay my bills. Well, okay, stop drinking at Starbucks every day. Right. And this is the thing that frustrates me. I can have Starbucks or uh, Condren or what's another coffee shop? Arcade. Mm. Um, you know, mm. gotta, I can drink, <laughs> I can afford to drink that every day, right. but I don't. Right. And the reason I don't, and that's not to minimize or to, to discredit their businesses at all. I would rather spend my money somewhere else. And Tammy and I make our coffee at night before we get up. I have two cups every morning that we make in our own pot. That's an easy way for me to save money. Now, I uh, got together with uh, Miss Janie. We call her Miss Janie at Sounds Church. She's mm-hmm. Mrs. Janie. She's been married, but she was single, and she's been with me for over 20 years, and we had coffee. We actually went to Condren, and there was no no place to sit, so we went to um, not Starbucks, a coffee bean. We went to Coffee Bean, mm-hmm. and I uh, had a coffee together and just to connect and figure out what she's doing, but she's awesome. She's been our kids' lead here for, well, wow. I don't know how long, uh, taking care of all three of my kids. love her. So, you know, I, I bought a coffee for us to catch up and, and she's fantastic. But so many people, you're telling the Lord you don't have money, but what you haven't done is really looked at what you're spending. Mm-hmm. And so many Christians don't operate. And so um, what we don't call it financial peace anymore. What do we call it at Sandals Church? Thrive. Thrive. Take the Thrive class. And so even if you don't go to Sandals Church, the content is online. Mm-hmm. It's free. Go through this with your husband and get in, a, get in a place where you can be set free. You know, Tammy and I are 50 years old. We don't own, we don't own, we don't owe anything. Like, you know, we have more cash. I guess we are financing um, one thing with one of my kids, but that's to help them build credit. Sure. Um, But I have enough cash in the bank to pay for that. We give over and above to the church. We tithe, we give to missions. And we just a long time ago said, we're going to tithe and save 10%. And now we're at that point in our life where we're able to do that. And we're just, we're just debt free. And I Mm -hmm. just wish everybody could get to that place where, you're not, you're not worried. You're, you're okay. And so like through this, 
you know, just like Jesus campaign, we want to give a raise to our employees. We have employees sitting in here. I've not had a raise in three years. I'm not taking a raise this year. I don't need a raise. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason I don't need a raise is because Tammy and I have been really good with our money and we're said, okay, Lord, we're going to be faithful and we're going to be true in this. And what I would just really do is just set down our goals. Where do we want to be? And I just want to be in a place where I can give to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. I love the local church. I love what God does. And I love supporting, you know, one of our, our young adult friends, we have so many young people going on mission trips and he texted me and said, Hey, I'm going on a mission trip. Would you be willing to support me in this? And I'm thinking, of course, yeah, man, the opportunity to support a young person going to serve the Lord abroad, man, that's great. And I, and I love doing that. And, um, it's just, it's just such an awesome thing to give to the Lord. And, you know, it's why Paul says we should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give yeah. than it is to receive. And that's one of the things that's truly wrong with our culture. So I'll be praying for you in Calamesa. Yeah. I want to encourage you to give wholeheartedly to your local church. Please don't rob that pastor to pay me. Make sure that you are giving to him. It's so important that you do that. And Sandals Church is blessed that we're able to do this podcast mm -hmm. for free for our listeners. Um you know, I, I don't hate begging for money. I don't want to do that. We don't do fundraisers, bake sales. That's what <laughs> drives me crazy yeah. because, you know, there's, this is what our society is like, you know, Tammy and I, we were coaches. You're talking about all the sports things you go on with your kids. So the last year I coached little league for my son, I was volunteering 15 hours a week. And then it was time to work snack bar. Yeah. Not one parent was willing to work snack bar. And I, I, I told my wife, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm volunteering all my hours for these kids. And not one parent would work snack bar. I just was like, this, our society is so gross. Hmm. We want everything <laughs> for free. And you know what parents told me? They're like, oh, well, I'm busy. And I'm like, you don't think I'm busy? Right. Like, you know what? You need to be grateful. You need to be grateful I'm a pastor. Because if I wasn't a pastor, I would unload on you <laughs> You're right like, I'm now. burning down the snack bar. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And I worked eight hours wow. in the snack bar making disgusting nacho cheese. <laughs> Pretty sure that's where penicillin came from, was from nacho <laughs> yeah. cheese. It was just gross. And I just told my wife, I said, I can't do it. Yeah. I cannot work with people who want everything for free and they're not willing to contribute anything. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. If that's your heart, your heart doesn't belong to Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you, you're not a Christ follower. When, you, when you're when you a taker, you're not a Jesus that's receiver. Yeah. You're just not. And, um, you know, man, you know, it's just on the way here. Um, uh, you know, I told you before the show I was following this guy in a Lamborghini and I'm like, ah, oh, it must be nice. <laughs> and then he pulled into the church parking lot and I was like, oh, Praise God. <laughs> and, um, and he stepped out and I was like, Hey, well, how are you doing here? And he goes, Oh, I'm here to drop off a check for generous for Jesus. And I was like, Lord, thank you for that Lamborghini yeah. that you've blessed that guy. I was like, get him to get him through because yes, that guy is given. Right. So I'll be praying for you. And I'm just so grateful a that you're concerned B that you trust Sandals church that, mm. that just honors me that you go to another church, but you are listening to, to me that, and Donna, that just means mm -hmm. so much to me. And I'll be praying for you and I'll be praying for your local church. Cause here's the truth. They're struggling just like sandals. Absolutely. And here's the thing, the bigger the church, listen to me, the bigger, the struggle, <laughs> Yes. the bigger, the struggle. Um, you know, our budget is about $20 million. And every year I start at zero. Like you guys are all party on, on January 1st. And I'm like, I'm at zero. Yeah. And I got to climb that hill every year hmm. and trust God for that. And some of our biggest givers have moved out of state. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, does Texas doesn't need another millionaire? <laughs> no. <But California> <laughs> or, or another believer. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
<laughs> but we do. Yeah, our biggest giver moved to Texas, and he, he's going to a great church out there. That's and awesome. I just told him, I said, there are a hundred yous at that church. We had one. Yeah. And we lost you. And so um, it's tough. It's so tough. And I get it. You know, millionaires are fleeing the state because of the taxes sure. and the systems. But I'm like, okay, but remember, remember your starving remember friends. Remember us on yeah. the West Coast. Yeah, that's a great, great question. Yeah, I something you said a couple of weeks ago struck me. Not that I hadn't thought of it. Well, I hadn't thought of it quite like this. But you said when you tithe and you are now having to learn how to manage, yeah. be a better money manager at the 90% than mm-hmm. even if you had 100 And I thought... That's so true. Like when you take that off the top, then you ask, you're asking God, help me with this 90, help me to steward it well, help me to be a better manager of it. Help me to give, help me to save all Mm -hmm. of those things. I thought, wow, I hadn't, I had never thought of it in that way. So the Torah, and that's the first five books of the Jewish Bible. The Torah says the purpose of tithing is to teach me to fear the Lord. Hmm. Okay. Bank that. Now, now, what is the beginning of wisdom? Fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. The purpose of tithing is to teach me to fear the Lord. Mm-hmm. What is the benefit of fearing the Lord? Wisdom. Yeah. It helps you with your money. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. One of the reasons Jewish people have been historically targeted is because they're so good with money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's, okay. The And then Malachi says... He blesses and pours out his blessing. Yeah. And, and, and when you think Jewish people, think a minority everywhere they are. Yeah. There's there's racism everywhere they go. And yet, super blessed. The, the, they're super blessed. Yeah. And again, it's because God's word is true. Yeah, the, It is true. And some of you are robbing yourself of the blessing. Yeah. What's the first blessing? I got to fear the Lord. I got to put him first. Okay. And so then once I, I put him first, then I gain wisdom. Then what does wisdom help me do? Make more money. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's just this. And what's the old saying? You get the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing. So I'll be praying for you. Yeah. Amen. I have one more thing to say about that. I feel like a scripture God gave me early on in our marriage. I, I think it's Second Corinthians, but he says he gives seed to a sower and yes. he gives bread for food. And mm-hmm. I thought if I give seed, he's not going to let me go yes. hungry. He's going to yeah. give me bread for food as well. So amen. Amen. Joanna, we love you. Thank you. Okay. Catherine from Riverside. Hi, Pastor Matt. I understand that God can reveal himself or speak to anyone whom he chooses. But do you believe people who are born with a unique neurological brain structure, such as autism or ADHD, have an easier access to him? Does this also mean that those people who have unique brain structures are also more vulnerable to spiritual attacks? Okay, I would say no to the first part. Sure. And then yes to the second. Yeah. So I think that mental challenges are mental challenges. Mm -hmm. And they don't just affect... Um, how you relate socially to each other, but they 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 affect how you relate to God. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean that God doesn't have a unique relationship with them. Sure, um, you know, um, you know, m- mental disease and challenges are a real thing. And you know, my my great grandmother died of Alzheimer's. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's. My dad is battling Alzheimer's. I will probably have Alzheimer's, and um, so here's, here's what I've been praying is um, just that even when I forget God, I, that I have faith that he will not forget me. Amen. And I'm trusting in that. Um, and, you know, w- when you know the genetics of your family, it's like watching a car crash in slow motion. You know it's coming towards you. And um, 
So, so I, I, I think that just like Alzheimer's will affect my personal relationship with God, it will not affect his relationship with me. And so I think that kids with mental illnesses and, and diseases and challenges, it does affect how they relate to God, but sure. it does not affect how God relates to them. He is still able to connect with them and, and, and deal with them in a very, very unique way. Uh, and I believe in the new kingdom on the new earth, they will have a brain that works yeah. properly, mm-hmm. um, their, their new brain. Um, and it will be a physical brain. A lot of Christians misunderstand what Paul says when he um, talks about our spiritual bodies. A lot of people think, well, it will be spiritual. And it's like, no, no, no. What's different is what runs it. Mm. What runs our bodies right now is a mechanism on earth that is natural. What will run it on the new earth is think about it as a battery. Yeah. Like in, in this life, I have a physical battery that what happens to all batteries? They yeah, run does. out. Yeah. But when the battery source of energy is a spiritual source, mm. it never runs out. And so, um, so I will have a physical body that is run by a spiritual energy. It will be very, very different. Um, just like you and I right now, our bodies are run by a physical energy. It's a real thing. Yeah. You can see it working. It will be run by a spiritual energy that comes from God. And so, but they will have a physical brain. You have a physical body. I believe I will be able to go, Hey Donna, hey, like yeah. I will know you. Right. Um, so, and you will know me. So I don't think that they have an easier access to God mm-hmm. because they have challenges. I do think that oftentimes they face mental illness creates a pathway for demonic energy and mm-hmm. things. It's why I think so many homeless people, Yeah, it's like, okay, where does mental illness begin and where does demonization end? Right. And I think it's just really hard to compar- compartmentalize emotional, psychological and spiritual challenges yeah. because we are one. Mm-hmm. Um, I am mind, body, and soul. That's right. And, you know, if my body is not working, it affects my soul. It, it just does. And f- if somebody's listening disagrees with that, you've never wrestled physically. Yeah. Like you've <laughs> never battled pain and suffering because even Jesus on the cross felt a, when he suffered physically, he felt abandoned spiritually mm-hmm. by God. It affected him. And so I would just say that I think that they can be under attack. And that's why we need to have a special love and care for as a church. You know, at Sandals, we have real friends or real friends ministries. And unfortunately, so many parents today, their kids have autism. Yeah. Like when I was in high school, I went to high school, 4,000 students. I think there were two autistic mm-hmm. kids. Like um, it's one of the reasons I love Kennedy, who's running for president. He's like, we need to do like a Manhattan project and yeah. figure out what is why, yeah. what is going on. And the Democrats and the Republicans are both just like, don't look here, don't look here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, something has changed. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's got to be something that we've done. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm not anti-vax. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, look, let's do the let's actual do research because yeah. there's too many kids that are suffering. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's a lifelong challenge for parents who have to deal with an autistic child. Mm-hmm. It's a real, real challenge. So I think that they can be more frightened. They can be more afraid. And we need to reassure them and work very, very hard to help them connect with God in a very basic way and not scare them. So I don't know if I answered that question. You know, I think that was really good. Uh, are they more vulnerable? You said yes. And is it easier access? No. Yeah, no. They have challenges. Yeah. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was great. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can always submit your questions on the app or you can go to move.sc forward slash ask and we'll see you next time. Love you guys. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Debrief Podcast with Matt Brown. If you enjoyed this episode, consider liking, subscribing, and sharing it with a friend. If you would like to submit a question to Pastor Matt, you can do so at move.sc slash ask. And if you would like to support the work we are doing, consider donating at donate.sc. Thank you again and have a blessed day.